Popculture Pastor. All right. Well, we just we just been talking. We just been talking, Cody. And we'll just continue. We'll just hit hit the button. We're on the air now and we'll just continue talking. You're welcome. That's what we do. Uh, good afternoon. This is the Pop Culture Pastor radio show. My name is Dave. Cody's here. I am. Cody, I thought about starting off the show with like coming up here like I just won an Academy Award. <laughs> I, can't, I can't believe this. I just want to thank Quincy Jones, <laughs> my mom, <laughs> God, uh, who makes all this possible. How many of the people that get up there and thank God on the Academy Awards are actually religious? Do you think we just thank God? Do you uh, think our culture is because our, our culture has been so widely Christian for so long that people just get up there and thank God and don't really mean it? It is a good PR move. Yeah. But I also do think that some of it's legit. Mm-hmm. And maybe in that moment, that is like their self-actualization moment. And they're like, oh, oh this really is only because of God. And like they're having an epiphany, and then it's over. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna go out and buy a gold chain on a cross on a gold chain. Yes, because of this. Anyways, yeah, I thought about it, but then I didn't. But um, then we ended up talking about by proxy the Oscars. Anyways, Leah cried during the Oscars. <laughs> well, that's what you do, right? I only watched the last hour because I did a midterm. That took up like two hours of my time, mm-hmm. but I got a ninety-eight and a half percent on it. So, well done, thank you, very good. Very I'm proud good. of myself on that one. <laughs> I did not watch the Oscars. I used to watch the Oscars all the time growing up, but at some point, um, probably around the same time when our culture became so political, so bent on arguing, uh, the Oscars kind of lost their flavor for me because they all get up there. I don't know if they do that anymore. Maybe that settled down a little bit, but there was a while there, boy, where every every actor, actress winning an award was going to come up there and not talk about their work or the the project they won for. They were going to talk about something political, and I'm just like, eh, no thanks. So I found that with more the directors, um, the the song people, the makeup people, like. When they went up and won awards for their selective categories, they did that more so often than the clips that I watched. Mm. Um, Yeah, the actors, they're not going to not talk about themselves for very long. So I don't watch the award shows, Mm. primarily because like, you're never going to get Happy Gilmore up there. No. (laughs) Um, And why not? And... Honestly, some of the best acting I saw uh, this year was in a scary movie that um, I'm not going to name, but literally the actor was silent the whole time, but he was very captivating with his eyes and his movements. And I'm like, this might be the best acting and this dude's definitely never getting nominated for anything outside of a scary movie award show. Well, I think that's why I stopped watching too. Uh, My family used to have like Academy Awards parties. It was a big deal to us. And I think I stopped watching because I just, I also recognize that 
that what you're talking about where it's all indie films. It's all like <laughs> this culture and you got to make a movie that's in that culture in order to be considered it to be good acting. Meanwhile, there's people doing great work out there that gets ignored. Yeah, I'm uh, just like, like listen, I have a friend on social media right now who's watching all 10 of the movies nominated for best picture. And it's I've been enjoying it because they're according to him they're all trash. They're all terrible. <laughs> I assume Kate Blanchett probably did a wonderful job, but Tar did not sound interesting to me at all. <laughs> so I don't know how they decide what films make and what don't, but most of them, I will agree, are kind of trash. Yeah. I did not plan on talking about the Academy Awards this long right off the bat, but I'm glad we did because mostly I want to say, what a waste of time. <laughs> what yes. a waste of time. Uh, there were two great moments, though, in the Academy Awards this year. I'll take your word for it. I don't want to hear him. I'll just take your word for it. Best supporting male actor. Yeah, 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 for sure. Best actor. For sure. Because um, they're comeback stories. Mm -hmm. I like a good comeback story. Uh, we need to come back from this. So maybe you already turned off the program. But here, we're going to go back to the music now. Uh, this is Pop Culture Pastor. The radio show. Dave and Cody here with you all afternoon. Come back, please. So, uh, Cody, are you a fan of uh, Buffalo Wild Wings? Um, I'm not against them. Yeah, right? If their prices were cheaper, it'd be phenomenal. But for what I'm paying, it's like, it's good. Yeah, our friend and fellow geek of the round table, Justin John, I mean, he swears by Buffalo Wild Wings. He loves some Buffalo Wild so, Wings. So, like, if you had asked me if I love Buffalo Wings, I do not love Buffalo Sauce. Oh, interesting. Okay, so you're not you're not a fan of the spice. No. I'm like, who keeps eating this, and why? Why? <laughs> I, well, I slowly raises hands <laughs> sheepishly. I eat them. I love Buffalo Wings. Uh, but I am a fan of, so, okay, there is a place that here in town that recently opened that I think has the best uh, wings mm -hmm. in town. And so I'm, I'm, I'm not going to, you know, talk about them specifically because I don't want to, you know, I don't want to diss or give anyone props you know, unless they want to give us money and we'll put a spot on the radio. Or give us honey barbecue wings. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, I love that they have to be sweet. Yeah. Like them. Um, but yeah, I, I'm a fan of buffalo wings with the buffalo sauce and some ranch. Also some, you know, throw some fries in that mix. So I feel buffalo wings fans are more fans of ranch. <laughs> That's what I really hear in most stories about buffalo wings is, oh, you got to get that ranch. And I'm like, well, if I went in ranch, I would just eat a salad. I won't argue with that. But they taste so much better. Ranch tastes so much better on a spicy buffalo wing. Honey barbecue sauce <laughs> doesn't need to cover it up in ranch. Yeah, I will say uh, mango habanero has the spice and the sweetness. Also goes good with ranch. I am afraid at times to try mango habanero just because, like, if the spice is too strong afterwards, I'm like, oh my god, I need milk. Yeah, it's not. It's it's not too bad. It's not too spicy. Um, anyways, back to Buffalo Wild Wings. Um, I don't know why Buffalo Wild Wings gets so famous and big. Because you're right. It's just okay. It's, it's good. It's not great. It's not terrible. 
Um, but there's some Buffalo Wild Wings is in the news. And it is because of their boneless buffalo wings. Okay. Um, this is a topic of huge debate whether they should even be called boneless wings. You are on the right track, and uh, we'll talk about it when we come Sweet. back. All right, welcome back. We're talking about Buffalo Wild Wings, and uh, have I got uh, something for you? A Chicago man is suing Buffalo Wild Wings. Oh, snap. Yeah, he's suing them because he says. They're boneless wings. They're not wings at all. They're not. He says they're actually chicken nuggets. In a lawsuit filed over the weekend, the man accuses Buffalo Wild Wings of false advertising. He says the name boneless buffalo wings would mean they're deboned buffalo wings. But he says they're instead slices of chicken breast meat deep fried like wings. Wait till he finds out they're not real buffalo. (laughs) That's going to ruin everything. <laughs> that those buffaloes really don't have wings. So uh, he's he's suing Buffalo Wild Wings because um, it's false advertising. They're you, they're not boneless. Do you remember? It might be a couple of years ago that a town in Nebraska had like a city council meeting where a guy laid out like almost a doctoral thesis about why they should not be called. Uh, boneless wings. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. it was like the city council member's son that yeah. did it. I do remember this. It was awesome and hilarious. And like when you're going to bring it up that way in jest, okay. Yeah, I can see that because we're really suing over this. I mean, technically, he's right. Uh, call them chicken nuggies. Yeah, why not? But <laughs> it's because. That's not what they there are though in the heart of like look anybody that's eating a boneless buffalo wings buffalo boneless buffalo wing knows it's not a wing. We oh, know yeah. that. I don't care what part of the bird it comes from. <laughs> as long as it's edible and covered in sauce, I'm great. I just want chicken covered in sauce and dipped in ranch. I don't really <laughs> care where it comes from. In fact, I'll even say it just needs to taste like chicken. Um, like you could, you could give me something else, but if it tasted like chicken and it was battered and fried and dipped in ranch, eh. there was a study. I don't remember how long ago was of McDonald's chicken McNuggets and that shark meat was found in some of the chicken McNuggets. (laughs) (laughs) Side note. Every time I watch a movie where someone is tricked into eating people. I get a little scared because <laughs> yeah. I would be one of those people. I would be the accidental cannibal. Soylent green yeah, is right? people. Mm-hmm. Anytime that, that episode of last of us here this season, like I would be the person who got tricked and would not think anything of it. <laughs> and then after I found out would, would this like, taste game. It'd be like the crying <laughs> game. Like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But, but yeah, to, to have a lawsuit, like, come on, bro. Like, they're not buffalo either. Like, where does the name buffalo wing come from? We don't even label it as chicken. What does that even mean? I know it comes from buffalo, but most people don't know that. Do they actually think it's part of a buffalo? Uh, bison tastes good. Does it? I, actually, I've had a bison burger, I think. I've had bison meat. A little gamey. Yeah. It's supposed to be. I think, is it healthier? It's healthier. I knew some people that raised uh, beefaloes. 
beefaloes. One parent was a cow, the other parent was a bison. Oh, okay. And so, like, it was a hybrid cattle that, like, um, all these creatures were half cow, half buffalo. I mean, I was just thinking about the the poor beefalo's psyche <laughs> to be partially named after the food you were going to be become. Like, my whole point of being is just to be food. <laughs> like the best part about a cow is he doesn't know that's his whole point of being. But if you're a beefalo, you're just like, well, it's in my name. <laughs> it is. Like, will we not care about the be- the psyche of the beefalo? We won't. Oh man. So the the boneless buffalo wing. This dude's suing. He's wanting free buffalo wings for life. Y- yeah. Do you think that's it? Do you think he's like? Well, first of all. I've learned something from watching documentaries. So the Pepsi documentary, mm-hmm. the one where they the had guy the stupid, wants the jet. Yeah, they had the stupid uh, commercial back in the day where you would get points from collecting the tops of the bottles, the bottle tops. And um, you could trade the, your points in for they had a catalog. This was a big thing back in the day. Uh, kind of like the McDonald's Monopoly game. Yeah, you would trade in your points for, for real prizes. And their commercial stupidly listed a Harrier jet because it was a joke. But there was this dude who like took him to court back in the 90s because he wanted his Harrier jet and he figured out a way to collect all the points necessary because they said like, you know, a billion points or something stupid. Actually, it was a million. Then they raised it to a billion on the commercial to, to highlight that it was a joke. Although Pepsi does like have... I don't remember if it's like the 10th. It's in the top 10 largest navies in the world because they wow. purchased something. <laughs> wow. So here's the thing. Here's what I was getting at, though. Um, take uh, We talked about a lawsuit where um, who was the first actress who she did a, a, a spot for Burger King. But denigrated McDonald's. In, it was like one of the oh, first. Oh, Sarah commercial- Jessica. Or no. Um, it was Sarah Mich- Michelle Geller. Yeah, it was Michelle. Yeah. Sarah Michelle. So Geller. when she was a child actor, she was in a Burger King commercial that specifically denigrated McDonald's. It was Buffy. Like, it was like the first commercial of its kind, really. And she, like McDonald's, sued. And here was the interesting thing I learned: was everybody involved with the lawsuit wasn't allowed to go into McDonald's. So Sarah Michelle Geller is like a seven-year-old. <laughs> Wasn't allowed to go into McDonald's. Couldn't go to the birthday parties that yeah. Dave wasn't invited to either. So, so, like, if this guy really loved Buffalo Wild Wings, he wouldn't be suing them, right? He doesn't love Buffalo Wild Wings. This is all a trap. It is. It's all a money-making scheme. So, this is all a money-making scheme. Because we know he doesn't like Buffalo Wild Wings. Because if he did, the thought of suing them because of their name of their Buffalo Wings, which is just kind of dumb. Basically, his whole premise is you can't call them boneless Buffalo Wings because they're not wings. And they're not really that, which makes them not boneless specifically. They're just taking strips of chicken and battering them and calling them wings but they're not. And so he's suing them for false advertising, but here's something unmentioned in the article is because he's suing them because there's litigation. I bet he's not allowed to go in a Buffalo wild wings. He's probably banned kick rocks. Although how would you, how would you enforce that? Is this picture in every, that would be awesome. <laughs> is this picture in every like little, uh, greeter station in all Buffalo wild wings. This man is not allowed entry. Um, 
that would like if you wanted to become famous, if that was your goal in life. Take up a lawsuit with Mickey D's. <laughs> You're not and, allowed to go to McDonald's. And have your picture plastered. <laughs> I caught him. He's trying to come in today. I just wanted a McFlurry. <laughs> no, sir. You're suing us because our ice, ice cream machines are always broken and you say they're not. They are always broken. They are. <laughs> but are they? Or are they just turned off? Whatever the case. What was broken was, was the switch on the back was on the off <laughs> instead of the on. <laughs> I just want an Oreo McFlurry for a second time in my life. <laughs> you only had one, huh? I think I've only had one McFlurry in my life. And I don't remember it being all that special, if I'm being honest. Whenever you put bits of candy or whatever in ice cream, I'm here for it. Yeah, I used to be. When I was younger, I used to like it more, but now I find when I get one from like Sonic, like a blast, that's what they call them at Sonic, I don't even eat it all. I just can't. Like, it's, I don't have it in me. I, although sweets, it's not my area. But could we sue them for not that? Hey, that's not a real Reese's. I get a Reese's blast and be like, that's not real Reese's in there. That's a fake generic can't. No, it's not. I'm just it's kidding. It's not. <laughs> it's real Reese's. Uh, this guy. The lawsuit calls on Buffalo Wild Wings to change the name of the product or indicate on the menu that the food is chicken breast meat. Which, why wouldn't they? Why wouldn't that be in small print on the bottom with an asterisk? You know, like where where, he, where they just say, like, listen, this is not real buffalo meat. This is, this is chicken breast. <laughs> Therefore, it wasn't boneless to begin with. Yeah. Here's the kicker. The man who filed the lawsuit, by the way, who's like keeping his name out of the news, which you can do has filed multiple other class action lawsuits regarding various products. Oh, this dude is a professional time waster. Quit doing this because you're making my products more expensive and Buffalo Wild Wings wasn't cheap before. I know. I wasn't even that excited to go to Buffalo Wild Wings in the first place, but I had to go because there was a work meeting there. Now I got to pay more for my boneless Buffalo Wings. Dude, uh, come on, bro. Like March Madness is the perfect time to go to Buffalo Wild Wings because they have like a thousand TVs and you can mm -hmm. watch all the games. Yeah. But now add an extra two dollars because they're in litigation. This this saying has never made more sense than right now. This is why we can't have nice things. Why do we do this, America? Why do we do this? There's this dude out there who's a professional lawsuit bringer. And he's just like all he's looking for. He's like the dude in the Pepsi documentary who wanted the Harrier jet. Did he really want a Harrier jet? No. He just wanted to exercise the loophole that the, that the people in Pepsi who didn't know how to advertise right left open. And we're going to be the punishers, I guess. Mm -hmm. And if we make a little money on the side, well, that's just a happy, happy conclusion. Or is it? More important thing. Why uh, does Buffalo Wild Wings not fight? Why are they fighting this? Why don't they just settle? They're like, whatever, here's, you know, a hundred thousand bucks. Um, because then you're letting those fascists win. <laughs> no. So no. just to be clear, the corporate entity is not the fascist in this case. It's a rarity. <laughs> we have caught a unicorn moment. <laughs> but like, quit suing. I just want to have boneless buffalo wings with ranch. <laughs>
You know, um, Danielle, it's funny because we tend to think of the United States as being a pretty forward thinking place. I think we don't think of old laws remaining that we would think are like, what in the world is happening there? But there's still places. I do know there are some some weird ones out there. Yeah. (laughs) There are still places in the United States where I'll see a news story and I'm like, wait. What? (laughs) Um, One of those is in West Virginia, which this has been making headlines uh, this week. A bill to keep minors from getting married in West Virginia was defeated Wednesday in a late night Senate Judiciary (laughs) Committee meeting. I had to read that sentence a few times. A bill to defeat minors. Wait. A bill to keep minors. Keep minors from getting married. I'm like, wait a minute. Is the status quo in West Virginia that minors can get married? Yeah. Yeah. That's absolutely the status quo in West Virginia. This is wild. Yeah. This is like a different world. Well, some states, I think you only have to be like 16 to get married. Yeah. So as West Virginia law stands, there is no minimum age to marry. Oh, that's creepy. Now, for whatever (laughs) reason, good reasons, sounds like, children can marry as young as 16. So there's no law. But then the, they, their little guidelines in the marriage ticket says, well, you got to be at least 16. Okay. So the, technically that seems like a law, but it's not a law. At, Anyways. At, at least. Anyone at least young. Well, listen, anyone younger than that must get a judge's waiver. Woo. I need to know how many of those waivers have been handed okay. out. Okay. Okay. Well, I'll tell you this. My college roommate, her parents, her mother was 15 years old when she got pregnant with her and they got married when she was 15. And by the grace of God, they are still together. Like, yeah, it's kind of it's kind of an amazing story. But yeah. anyway, it's, it's 15 years old. I understand that that happened. Yeah. In the past. Get this. Delegate Kayla Young, who's a Democrat, uh, was the lead sponsor of the bill. Uh, she said this since 2012, seven out of every 100 marriages performed in West Virginia involve someone under the age of 18. <laughs> seven out of 100. <laughs> What is happening in West Virginia? I mean, kids are changing husbands as quick as they are boyfriends. Oh, like, is that what's goodness. happening? Like, look. I should say girls. I'm not, I, I don't want to, you know, get too far on the commentary of our the average 16 or 17 year old, but I'm going to. They seem less ready for the world than we did. <laughs> and I'm saying that, like, you know, a lot of things have happened in, in the last so many years. You know, we had a pandemic that adjusts like big things happening in society will have an effect on society. And I just don't know. And and like, you know, I deal, I work with teens, so I'm not trying to put them down or because I think, I think a lot of teens would agree with me. You're not ready for this. Yeah, It's just lack of, there's life experience yet to be experienced. (laughs) I don't think we were ready for that. So we got married. I was almost 30 when we got married. (laughs) I wasn't ready for that. I don't think anybody's ever really ready for marriage. Oh my goodness. Um, so I wonder if they have data on like of those seven, how many end in divorce? They do. They do. Uh, I think he, they get to it later in this article. So this bill in West Virginia that got defeated mm-hmm. to make the minimum marrying age 18 in West Virginia. They, they like to marry him young in West Virginia. Currently in West Virginia, there is no law about how old you have to be. To get married, and seven marriages out of every 100 performed in West Virginia involves like, someone under the age of 18. It's like getting your ears pierced. You just have to have your parents pierced. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
I think most people who get married will their face will about a couple weeks in their face will look like my daughter's face when I remember her getting her ears pierced for the first time. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so this this uh, Democrat there, which you know, uh, Kayla Young. So she cited Pew Research Center showing that West Virginia has the highest rate of child marriage in the country. And she says this. She says, quote, I know that there are a lot of people who maybe their parents were married as children. Okay, wait, wait. So West Virginia is an interesting place, right? <laughs> Let's not call it child marriage, though. I realize she's probably referring to it for, for political yeah, reasons. Teenage but probably not would be a better children. Yeah, like, I don't think, think that's fair. Well... I mean, I think they're trying, they're using, like, look, they're politicians. They're using language. Know. They know what they're doing. Yeah, but it's not like the Middle East where you've got eight-year-olds getting married. No, no, no. Although, again, there's no law yeah. in West Virginia. They were trying to make a law, and it got voted down. Right. But surely, like, a judge or someone has to oversee. Yeah, well, like you said, anyone under 16 has to get a judge's waiver. Yeah. But that says to me that the judge may say yes. <laughs> I, this is weird. I I, I want to know, like, what was going through all these politicians have voted against this? Because if I'm a politician and someone says, "Hey, we want to make a law where uh, if you're to get married, you have to be 18," I'd have been like, "Okay, just show me where to sign." That sounds like a good law. Yeah, that sounds like common sense. Again, I was almost 30. I wasn't ready. I was not ready. <laughs> Danielle can attest to this. It's hard. Yes, he was definitely not ready. <laughs> I mean, but I totally was. Sure, sure. Um, all, I mean, I'm joking about it, but marriage is 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 hard. There's effort to it, and maybe as a society, the reason we've detached effort from it is the reason we struggle with it so much. We we watch these movies where they're romantic and they ride off into the sunset and mm -hmm. everything's perfect, and it's just like, well, no, the Bible gives us a version of love that is real. Yeah. That it comes with struggle. It comes with toil. There's effort to it. Mm -hmm. That it's not perfect. And I think this idea we've given people that love is something that falls on your head. You know? <laughs> yeah. I fell in love is has not done us any favors of of the way that we go about it and look for it, especially our young people. And so this whole thing in West Virginia is just very, very odd to me. She says, I know there are a lot of people who maybe their parents were married as a child or they had a baby when they were under 18. But what this bill sets out to do is set the legal age of marriage at 18. Okay, awesome. Where do I sign? That's <laughs> but it didn't pass. She also spoke about the negative outcomes of marriage under 18, stating that the divorce rate for people under 18 is 80%. Oh, that's sad. That's real sad. I don't know what's more it's sad. It's not surprising, but it's very sad. Yeah. I don't know what's more surprising, that the number is 80% and that seems ginormous, or that that's only 30% higher than the national average. Oof. Those are big oofs. Yeah. Big, big oofs. But yeah, to me, if mo if 80% of those of marriages are ending in divorce, yeah, you should probably do something. You should yeah. probably. That proves beyond a shadow of a doubt they're not ready. And like, look, how do you measure that? If 80% are ending in divorce, is it because the, the other ones are just still young and haven't had time? <laughs> you know, like how many, if you stretch those stats out over the lifetime, how many, how, does that number go up? Well, if you think like the young people make rash decisions, I mean, like, is there is there a married couple out there who has not 
I mean, I think there are married couples who have like agreed we'll never speak the word, the D word, right? But are there really married couples out there who have never had that thought pass through their mind? Most people have thought about it, right? Thought about what? Divorce? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Most married people have had the thought cross their mind, I would think. And young people are rash and make rash decisions, especially the ones that are getting married before the age of 18. Well, and I think <laughs> so that... So a thought passing yeah. through their mind, they're going to act on it. I think that goes back to the sanctity of what marriage is supposed to be and, and the way culture differs from that. I think the, the culture believes marriage is just something you do. It's just a step in life. It's just what you're supposed to do when you find someone you kind of like a little. Right. You know? And then therefore, yeah, if it's no big deal, if it's just a step, you can undo that step at any time. That's what life is. Life is two steps forward, one step back, right? That happens. Right. So if you look at it like that, then you can see why so many people get divorced and look at marriage the way they do. But if we're looking at marriage at what it's supposed to be, a covenant, like I'm pledging myself to someone. I'm saying right. my life is not becoming is, is becoming something different. It's not my life anymore. Our life is becoming my life. Right, right. We're, I'm, I'm literally pledging my life to someone else to, to join with their life. In fairness, a lot of adults aren't taking it that seriously, though, either. You know? Well, but that's the point. They should be. Later today, when you annoy me, I'm, <laughs> I'm not talking to you anymore. I probably annoy her way more than Silent she annoys treatment. me. Um, but, like, if, yeah, if you do something that makes me angry later, I don't just throw up my hands and go, well, I'm out. No. Yeah. yeah, yeah. No, that's not love. That's not love at all. And, and in fact, this, by the way, this translates to so much more than marriage. This translates to our brothers and sisters in Christ, in church, the people around us. Like, no, when Jesus says you're supposed to love people, this is what he's talking about. You don't get to just throw up your hands and call it quits because yeah. they did something. It, it could have been something bad. They right. could have hurt you, right. hurt your feelings. You know, but you don't get to just throw up your hands and walk away. That's not what love is. Right. Love is a commitment. It's effort. You keep doing it. Otherwise, yeah. it's not love. If you walk away, then it never was love. Yeah. I don't know. That's heavy. It is heavy. It's heavy, bro. I'm sorry, I got heavy. <laughs> okay, so let's talk about the the thing that's unsaid in this article. I've read this entire article, and this is the part where I'm a little confused. This committee, so this was a committee. It has to pass this committee to go to the Senate floor, apparently. Um, it got voted down. This was to set a minimum age of getting married in West Virginia. Okay. Which, if you're just joining us, I know that sentence I just said sounded weird because you're like, wait a minute. You probably did the same thing I did. It took like a full 30 seconds for it to sink in. Oh, they don't have an age where you, you could be married. Anybody can get married in West Virginia. Yes. Anyone under the, anyone can get married. If you're under 16, you just have to have a judge's waiver. <laughs> you just have to convince a judge. I'm totally committed to the girl I sit in the lunchroom with. <laughs> judge, please let us get married. The girl I sit by on the bus. Okay. So that's the status quo in West Virginia. Uh, the committee rejected a vote to take it to the Senate to, to set an age by a vote of nine to eight. Now, here's what's unsaid in this article that I'd really like to know. Excuse me, Mr. Eight adults in the room <laughs> that voted against the bill to set a minimum marriage age. Why? What? 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 Why? Why would you vote against that? 
I don't understand. Do they not have children? I do think that like the boomer generation, right? Not not to be generationalist, but the boomer generation is kind of still of that mindset, I think, where like if a a pregnancy outside of marriage occurs, I think a lot of them still think that that just automatically means you should get married. Well, who says they can't later on when they're of age? Right, but I think that a lot of people think you're supposed to get married before the baby is born. Oh, well. And I think a lot of people still think that. And I Listen, that's I don't fine, know. but here's the thing. You got to roll with the culture, too. The culture's generations change. And like while I know that we we just talked about that in a in a previous segment, we said we know people who did that. Like some friends of ours' parents, mm-hmm. and it worked for them. Yeah, but the generations changed. People change. Yeah, these kids don't act the same way we acted when we were teenagers. Right, and I think you got to do you. You got to keep changing the way you view society and setting it up to to give them the best shot of winning. Right. Well, and I think we have to recognize that, like marriage. I mean, because I think I think the truth of the matter is that probably. With marriages under eighteen, a lot of times we probably are talking about an an unexpected pregnancy, right? I would think. I guess. I guess. Yeah, probably. Um, Although I bet there's some that aren't. I bet there's probably probably some that just think they're in love. You don't think there's you know like a seventeen couple seventeen year olds in West Virginia who know this is the thing if they know this is the thing that they'd be like, well, I'm just so in love with you. I know I'll never want to be with anyone. I else. mean, I might have married somebody else. <laughs> Oh my goodness. <laughs> no, but I would think that a majority of them have to do with an unexpected pregnancy. And and if that's the case, I think we have to face the reality that like marriage for the sake of a baby is is not just an absolute best decision. Like because if that marriage is going to end in divorce, then all that means is pain for everyone, including yeah. the baby. Well, we like, are the we are the the kings of uh, compounding mistakes with mistakes, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and that's like, listen, I, I don't really want to go down that road because we, you know, we know about that, right? This this the marriage thing under a certain age, though. This is weird. It's out there. I don't get it. It's from a government perspective. So I'm, I'm not, I'm really trying to not transfer what we, in the church, what we would do. Cause as a pastor, I'm not marrying two 17 year olds. That's not happening. Yeah. It's just not going to happen. If, if my job is to take them through premarital counseling. Not even counseling, if their parents are forcing them to. Yeah. <laughs> if my job is to take them through premarital counseling, counseling and, and setting them up for what real marriage is, then I don't know many 17 year olds that can really handle real marriage. It's not their fault. It's just a maturity thing. Like I said, I don't think I was ready for marriage and I was almost 30. Yeah. And uh, we'll talk to the pastor that married us later, you know, like, what were you doing? No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) We were, you know, of course we were, we were adults, but yeah, this is just a, this is just a strange thing. And it's one of those, it started off by saying, there are places in the United States where laws really haven't caught up to current standards. I am certain that West Virginia is not the only state. Yeah, probably not. Looking at you, Arkansas. 
I was thinking <laughs> I was thinking Utah. Utah. But whatever. Well. Oh, no, let's not go there. Yeah. <laughs> hey everybody, Dave here. What you have just listened to are bits and pieces of our radio show. We have a radio show on KFEX Firescape Radio located in Chanute, Kansas. You can hear that show from noon to four every weekday. So if you want to tune into that, you can go to www.kfex931.com or you can search KFEX in your app store on your smartphone and find their totally free app there. If you're a fan of Christian music, you might like to listen to our live show at when you're at work or uh, if you're a stay-at-home mom and you're, you, you like music in the house, you may love to listen to that during the day. So give it a try. Um, we would also direct you to our podcast, Pop Culture Pastor. That's probably why you're listening anyways to this uh, a version of what we do. As always, uh, subscribe to the podcast, follow us on our social medias on Facebook and Twitter. It helps us out when you share it, uh, when you review and and rate us on our podcast uh, homes. And of course, follow us on social media and share our stuff there. So thank you so much for listening. We love all of you guys so much. We have such a great community of listeners and uh, we'll see you when the regular pod drops on Friday.